Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts <laughs> Off the Post, where we answer your questions about the New York Rangers. My name is Joe Fortunato. I'm joined, as always, by Michael Murphy, Merkel, the Michael Murphy. Merkel Madgley, Midgel, Midgel Mimps. All right, we, we're gonna, we got a, a million questions this week, so we're going to semi-speed round it, just to make sure that we get through all of them. Um, so keep that in mind, Michael, before you break the rules and I punch you in the head. You Your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, things do. David Questions, L. Answers. Singer, are we rooting for Columbus to David. lose because that increases the likelihood that we get Panarin? Um, so Columbus is losing one nothing right now, I believe, going into the third. By the time you listen to this, that result will already have been completed. Um, no, I don't think so. I, don't, I think Panarin, the likelihood of Panarin, he's, he's, he's leaving Columbus way. regardless. So him winning a yeah. cup, not winning a cup, winning you know one round, zero rounds, I don't think that impacts his likelihood of joining the New York Rangers one way or another. Yeah, the gasoline has already been poured on that bridge, and just the the, the match the, gets the gasoline is when been Columbus poured on the bridge. Yeah, I was gonna get I gotta finish my fucking metaphor. If you now, I have it. to mark this episode as explicit because you swore. You're the way you treat me is explicit. Um, the gasoline's been poured on the bridge, and the match that burns the bridge, Joe. You see, burning bridges. That gets struck when Columbus is knocked out or when they lift the cup. I mean, it, it, everything's already in place. He's done there. It's a foregone conclusion. So Mike is a pyromaniac. That's what that means. Um, Mike <laughs> Mike Marston, assuming a Dallas win based on Gordon's recent history with drafting in the 20s, would you prefer to stand pat or package the picks to move into the 8-12 to 12 range should the opportunity present itself? So I think Mike is asking... After the number two overall, if the Rangers have, say, the 18th overall and the 28th overall, would you want to package those up to get into the 8 to 12 range? I can tell you that the 18 and the 28 probably isn't enough to get you the 8th or the ninth pick, um, specifically depending on who's on the board. However, the and I, I'm, I've tried to make this point a couple of times. The best players are the players whose names are called, presumably in the beginning of the draft. So if the Rangers could walk away with, say, Zegris or Caulfield or, you know, whatever it may be, along with Kako or Hughes, you've won the draft already regardless of what you do the rest of the way. Like, you don't even have to show up anymore. Um, that said... There's no real consensus between 3 and 12, say, um, and then it's kind of a crapshoot from there. So, you know, if Jeff Gordon sees some guys falling or he thinks he has an opportunity to, you know, grab some sleepers, and there are some deep sleepers that may be running in the first round, uh, it, to Mike's famous question, who's on the board? And until you know that, it's difficult to answer this question. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's all about who's on the board and what teams, like, who has the pick that you're dealing with? Because some teams will will not want to do that trade, and some teams might say, you know what, we'll take we'll take you know quantity over quality this time. But other teams might be in a position where they don't want to do that, right? It's so much of it is situational, and so much of what happens on draft day unfolds with each decision that's made. I mean, you know, when Montreal took Cote Kidniemi, like a lot of people's plans just flew out the window and it's just like well shit buckle up because <laughs> we're, we're going off road everything we planned 
just took a wild turn, right? So a, a lot depends on what's there, and also a lot depends on the teams that are picking and what they're willing to give up. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers make some kind of move on draft day just because, you know, they've been very, very committed, and, and it's clear they from last year's draft, right, Joe? They liked the guys they liked. They went for them. You know, they took a couple guys oh, they way earlier than we thought they were going to go, and they went after Keandre Miller really hard and made the trade to make that happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if they do something similar. Yeah, it turned out to right? be brilliant decisions that the Rangers made through the draft last year. So Yeah, kind of becoming their MO is just like, we know what we want. We have this player ranked here. If we can get him now, we'll go for it. If we can't, we'll see what sort of trade we have to do to make it happen. Phil or Phil. How much would each of you need to be paid in order to get each other's faces tattooed on your body? Placement is your choice. So I asked if size mattered. And um, yes, it it does. It needs to be like big enough that it's, it's noticeable and legible that it's your face. So let's say, you know, a typical tattoo sized. How much would you need to get my face tattooed onto your body? I mean, right now? I don't know, like three hundred. Three hundred dollars. Yeah, I just I would get it tattooed on the uh, the sole, the bottom of my foot because that wears off. Well, I think you're cheating at that point. No, that's just that's just being smart. Is being smart cheating, Joe? Because if so, I would have. Maybe I would get school. it tattooed on like the super inner thigh, like all the way up in the testicle region. This way, no one would really ever see it. And down on scrotum Well, maybe street? not on the scrotum, but yeah, just around. Maybe like twisting towards the buttocks area oh. a little bit. Um, yeah, that would probably be my placement. I would need a lot. I don't, I don't like tattoos. Like the thought of getting a tattoo it scares me. Not a huge... I don't... You know what I might do is I might get... If it's three grand, I might get like a, like a quarter-sized tattoo of your face in my beard line. And then I would just have my beard there to, to hide interesting. it. But whenever I missed you, I would just shave a little bit of my beard and cry in the mirror and touch the mirror and hope you're. I'd close. probably need. I'd need quite a few. And I'd listen to Meatloaf. I would do anything for love. Tens of thousands of dollars. That's what I'd do. Yeah. Tens of thousands. What am I going to do with like a couple thousand dollars? I'm going to blow. I would need enough money that I could like. I don't know. Maybe start a college fund for Kalen or something. This way, when everyone's like, "Why well, is your dad have that giant tattoo of Mike's face?" I don't know how they would know it was you, but yeah. You could just tell people it's a potato. No, honestly. I wouldn't. It would have the glorious beard and everything. Uh, Bobby Callahan. Hey, Blue Shirt Banter folks. Love the podcast. Would you trade the second overall pick straight up for Elias Pedersen? Ooh. That's a great ooh. question. God damn, I like that um, one. It's, it's dirty. It's a dirty question. Because I love that. I love that boy oof. already. He's so good. I probably would. I would too. Um, he's two years older, but he's in, like he's as much of a known you know quantity as you're going to get. Yeah, he's a fucking stud. Um, I would like, I would make that pick, and I don't even know if if Vancouver would, oh but I would God. make. I would think I would make that trade. I would uh, I would nervous. I would like nervously giggle, like handing over like a, a mash note to someone. I'd be like, <laughs> I hope it goes well. Um, but yeah, I would. I, I think would I would do too. It, Joe. I would look. 
I would stare the devil in the eye and I would say, let's do it. Look at me, devil. Look at me. I'm going to do Look it. Look at me, devil, with your horns um, and your cloven hooves. Two nothing Bruins, by the way, with 11 minutes to go. So it seems like Columbus is out of it. Um, Phil, not our Phil this time. Different hey, guys, Phil. imagine you are in Dr. charge Phil. of the defense. What are your pairing next season with Truba and without? So without him, I'm going Shea, Shattenkirk, mm. Fox, D'Angelo in the top four. With him, you got three guys in your three righties in your top. Four. Yeah, but I'm not as concerned with the whole right left thing. I mean, I think Quinn probably is. Well, but... Quinn's a fucking idiot. Hey, an a stupid face, a smelly face. He's... He's somebody's friend, <laughs> and you know what? He is. He is somebody's friend. You're my friend, and I thought better um, of you. I mean, I guess who would you who would you work in? So you'd have Stall. Oh, Are you going to work him in there? Are you going to put Smith in there? If Are you going to put Hayek in there? You, ooh, how many how many twenty one year olds can we get into this? I, defense? I mean, Pionk. I'm not even putting as an option because he should be. Just gone at this point. He should be right. seven. So the, the seven or um, traded is is a good. Yeah, I don't. I, I, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't have a huge. I'll tell you issue what I do, it, Joe. With putting, I have Brendan Smith there, and here's why. Everyone deserves a fifth chance. That's why. If you fail enough, you will eventually get the job of your dreams. That is the lesson. Of bantering the blue shirts, um, if Truba <laughs> if Truba life, comes I in, I mean, it, it just you pick somebody to push down. Be it Fox, you'd probably do Fox. I, honestly, I think Truba's less likely because of the Fox deal. I, I do too, actually. Is, I very much so believe. That. I don't think that's that's because don't forget the Rangers are bridging the gap to the Keandre Miller and Niles Lundquist. So yeah, and they um, paid far less for Fox than they would have for Truba. Also, that that also goes without saying, right? Because Truba is far far more established, far more developed. Like he's also you know four, five, six years older. I think he's, he's twenty five. But like, so yeah, four years older. He's a and man. And now you have I know Bulls like body. I know what is it on on cap he friendly. Did. Both Smith and Stahl are in the in the are in the most popular buyout search because Rangers fans just can't help themselves. We're animals, but you can't do both, Joe. It's a slippery slope. I mean, you can. You just, I mean, even even James Dolan doesn't just want to burn checkbooks. Yeah, it's a slope of you know, slipperiness. It's a it's a slippery sloppy slope. It's a that's sloppy our, slope. That's our answer. The, the sloppiness of the slope. With slip strips and Hot Wheels leading the way. Um, Nick, did you have Hot I Wheels did, growing up? I, did. I have like an entire I tote of Hot Wheels. Oh, bitchin! You had the? Did you have the with like the briefcase? No, tote? like I'm talking a literal tote of like oh, full of Hot Wheels and little toy cars and whatnot. Yeah, I had a friend who had like it was a it was a a tackle box right for Hot Wheels. And like you had to open one side, and each car had its own little cubby hole. And I was like, "Who the hell do you think you Son are?" Of a bitch. And then I killed that kid in his sleep. Well, that's how you get. That's how With you get turkey other kids bone. Hot Wheels. That's how you do that. Nick turkey bone, and then I put that turkey bone Joe on a Thanksgiving dinner plate. Perfect crime. Nobody no would ever think about it. it. It's brilliant. No one thinks about it's the crime. Genius. Um, Dead <laughs> Nick Pedola. Assuming the Rangers get John Davidson as president this offseason, do you think his anointment 
I'm sorry, do you think his appointment, oh, his appointment to the position, could help the recruitment of Panarin, or would it possibly harm it? Great question. I think question. it is a really good question. Um, I, I, Nick, I wish Joe said your name right. I'm sure you know what, Michael? I want um, you to take the bone, and I want you to jam it into your femur. I know it is. Bone on bone crime. I want your femur destroyed, and then when you try to walk, you won't be able to, because your femur is destroyed. Uh, Supposedly breaking your femur is just like a really shitty thing to do. It hurts. I know that so when bad. you're getting a sonogram of an unborn baby, the femur yeah. length is a very important length. I don't know why, but it is. Hmm. Um, here's my answer to this question, though. By all means, that's not the right word. By all accounts, that's the correct wording. Panarin has no issues with the team, the organization. Panarin wants a bigger city and brighter lights, and uh, he played in Chicago, and he saw that, and he wants that again. This has nothing to do with the way he was treated. It has nothing to do... It's not like there was contentious contract negotiations. It's not like there was some underlying reasoning unless we don't know about it, but I don't think Davidson hurts the Panarin sweepstakes at all. He wants, If he wants New York, he wants New York. It has nothing to do with, like, oh, he needs to come over because of Sather. That's not how this works. Yeah, and I I don't think that it was the front office, especially the president position, that made Panarin say, I don't want to play hockey in Columbus, Ohio anymore. I think he just, he came into the NHL, got to see what life could be like in Chicago, and then, you know, he's played himself into a place where He's earned the right to go where he wants to play. And for him, that means, obviously, a lot of money. And he wants to go to a city that's an attraction. He wants to be in L.A. or Miami or New York. And I don't blame him. Those are nice places to be. Uh, And I think J.D. there or not isn't going to make too much of an impact. But it is a really interesting... It's so funny. I never even connected those dots before, Joe. So well done. Oh, you, you should have connected smart them, considering little, I feel like we've even discussed it at some point, but that, that's fine. Smart little You're cupcake. To, to be a fool. Um, I bet you Nick's good at, you know what Nick's good at is sometimes when I'm tired, I forget which way to turn the key in the lock when I lock up. I bet you Nick is, is too good for mistakes like that. That's what I think. 3 nothing Boston now, so we're going to probably see the likelihood of John Davidson becoming the president of the New York Rangers sooner rather than later. Um, Mateus, oh, this is a hell of a name, uh, Petruinsky? I think I'm pretty close on that. Petruzinski? Mateus P. <laughs> Matty P. Mateu P. Big Matty P. Gangsters, MP, what's military up? Police. What are the chances of Fox turning into Matt Gilroy and Kako into the equivalent of Matt Gilroy at forward? Um, Kako, I would put it like a 2% chance. You don't dominate a men's league as an 18-year-old, blow out the numbers of guys like Barkoff and Line and everybody else who's come through Liga and not be a dominant forward in the NHL. Um, Fox, maybe 20%, but I even think that's super high. Um, but, and Macchio, again, there's tiers of prospects, right? And Adam Fox would have been in that top tier of players who were drafted, who are going to be impact players in the NHL who just didn't sign with their teams. Matt Gilroy was a 24-year-old like Hobie Baker winner who the Rangers signed from BU or BC. I think it was BU. Um, and like he was never drafted. There's a reason for that. So 2% and 20%. Yeah. That's my answer. 
It was BU. Very good. Goddamn right. He just brought up his elite prospects because I know he's Matt Gilroy's. This past season, he was actually in uh, Switzerland, and the season before, but he's been like a relatively big deal in the KHL for for a minute. Um, but he was in the in the, the Swiss league apparently um, last season. But I just I don't think it's likely, um, based on what we've seen out of Fox and what we, you know the percentage I forget what it was I, I I looked at the tweets but Fox had like he had points on more than 50% of his team's power play goals like that is just that's not just like I mean we've seen great college players not make the jump to the NHL and there are a few things like oh you know what he's 5'10 or 5'11 he's you know 180 you know he's not very big but you know like I, I I, I just don't think this many prospects, like analysts, are going to be wrong about a guy like this. This is, there's a lot to his production that I think is exceptional. It's it's the primary point production I look at, Joe. It's, um, you know, what his shots per game look like, because we know how important. Shots are a great indicator, um, especially in college and the AHL, of players who can make an impact um, at the NHL. I mean, it's not it's not the be-all, end-all, and I feel like a lot of people just want that. What one number do I look at that tells me if they're going to be there? It's you know That's why we try to design NHL equivalency models and then test them and test them and test them. Cause you, you don't have, stop right? testing you just them. Try to, you just try to get to the best model you can, but that's a whole other can of, uh, can of weasels. Um, the, the point where I'm getting to here, Joe, is I don't think it's likely. Uh, I think... Kako is what he's going to be, and then like Fox is is going to be fine. There's a reason why we're talking about like it's a foregone conclusion he's going to play 30 games because he's probably ready to make the jump to the NHL. Even if he starts in the AHL, it doesn't matter. He's he's a great, he's the right sort of prospect for this team. Even if maybe they paid a little too much, but you know what? They want we're him now. They now, want Michael. that bridge guy. There. They want him. Okay. Um. Fish Jesus, any real expectation of Kako in the World Championships? What do you expect his production will be for the rookies uh, for him next year? So I think if Kako puts up 40 points next year, that's a solid season for him. I think it's, you know, Svechnikov for the Carolina Hurricanes, I believe, had less than 40 points this year, and he's a very similar prospect to what um, Kako is going to be for the New York Rangers, at least up front. Um I think he'll do fine at the Worlds. I think he's he's a big body. He's an ox. Like, he's an adult in an 18-year-old's body. And that bodes well for him. So, that's my thought. Yeah, I feel like you and I are on the same page. I expect him to look strong at Worlds. I also expect him to have a great rookie season. A lot of it, you know, just like, Svechnikov. A lot, a lot of it will depend on who the hell he ends up playing with, and also, you know, how many points he ends up with. So much of that Joe will be tied to how much power play time the kid gets, right? Um, and so, there's a lot of factors like that that are going to come into play. But you know, there's there's openings now. Zuccarello isn't here, um, you know, and Hayes isn't here. There's there's definitely an opportunity for him to kind of carve out a role for himself on that power play. I mean. Kako, Zabenajad, that one-timer. Yeah. I like it. Matt 
Anderson. Hi, gentlemen. It's very formal. Hi, Not Matt. sure how closely you've been paying attention to Dallas St. Louis. Mike has been watching it exclusively, actually. Um, but do you think the New York Rangers are fortunate they ended up with Quinn instead of Montgomery? Haven't been super impressed with Montgomery, and from what I've read, it seems like he's a results over process guy. I will be honest with you. I cannot in good faith answer this question. I don't know. And I don't think this He's, this one series would answer that question either, for the record. No, it's, it's yeah, it's a small sample size, right? Uh, it is going to seven games, but it, even then, it's just seven games. I know, like, from what I've seen out of Montgomery, like, he definitely likes to juggle his lines. Um, you know, I feel like Dallas was really under, man, were they under a microscope, or, you know, after, you know, the owner's comments and how everything you know, kind of spiraled out of control there. And then finally they started to put it together. Ben Bishop had a great season and, you know, a Vesna-worthy season, really. And when you look at something like that, I think you have to get real. I mean, Rangers fans know better than anyone, Joe, how a great goaltending performance can cover a lot of warts, right? Especially for the decisions that a coach makes. I mean, just see Elaine Vigneault, um, you know, and Tortorella to some extent before him as well. I I haven't seen, I haven't really thought enough about Montgomery to give like a, a deeper analysis than that, other than like, I know he shakes his lines up and I know, but I also know that he's giving young guys a real chance to succeed. I mean, all you, all you need to look at is Dallas's second line with uh, Zuccarello and Rupe Hints and Dick, like, you know, it's, it's good. Like he's giving those young guys, like Miro Heiskanen, really young kid getting a lot of opportunity there so just like Quinn it's there but also you know that's kind of the culture that was expected to some extent but it was maybe more expected in New York than Dallas I'd say so he has to get some credit for you know finding finding his way into that kind of a lineup or at least promoting that lineup and recognizing the youthful talent that's there I all things considered, I'm really not disappointed that the Rangers got Quinn over Montgomery just from what we've seen out of Quinn and how he handles that. I feel like Quinn might be a better fit in a city like New York. Um, just after trying to remember the things I read about both coaches, and I feel like Quinn's a pretty good fit here in terms of his attitude, and he's definitely a shift from what we've seen behind the bench in New York, and that's not a bad thing. I think the the biggest point that you brought up that that I really agree with about this is you're not just you're hiring a coach for a circumstance and the Rangers needed the player development aspect of David Quinn and yeah I think some of the concerns with Montgomery especially after he got hired and you kind of heard about his process a little bit was that he may have been a results over process guy but I don't know the answer to that question I still think Quinn is is the right fit for New York. Um, Hockey Stat Miner, best episode of Seinfeld. Do you watch Seinfeld, Michael? Um, off the top of my head, I think I have to go with the marine biologist. Wow. That whole sequence of events is easily... I mean, it's just... It really is maybe my favorite sign. So it has to be that entire episode. It's a crappy answer, but mine changes. Like well, what is year. it right now? Maybe the Junior Mint. Oh, the Junior Mint is great. It's a Junior. The contest is also an amazing episode. Yeah, the contest is an all-time great. That, that one, that one like and the, the Marine Biologist for me are the two. Those are the two. 
Like, there are some, like, I know, like, what is the the episode where uh, Jerry is dog-sitting that awful dog? Like, that's one of my least favorite episodes. Like, there's a couple of stinkers I can point out, just compared to everything else, but, you know, I'm mostly just, I'm one of those people who's obsessed with Seinfeld lines. It's pipes, Jerry. Pipes. I love you know. Seinfeld. That's what, that's what sticks into my head. Um, Clem Fandango. If Pittsburgh is cleaning out house, do you think the Rangers should add Malkin or Kessel? If so, what do you think a fair Ooh. price would be? Um, okay. Wrong players for the rebuild. Yeah, so here's, here's the thing. Some of this is born from, I think, Elliot Friedman on the 31 Thoughts podcast said that he linked the Rangers to Malkin somehow. Um, yeah, I, if I know. You yeah. Get, if you can get – I don't want Kessel, not because he's not a good player, uh, just for what the Rangers are right now. Like, you need elite-level players. And if Genny Malkin is 32 years old, I think he has three years left on his contract – Eight point seven million dollar contract, if I remember correctly. Nine point five. Are you sure? I'm looking at cap for that. I right could now. have sworn he got eight point seven. Crosby, Crosby had Crosby 8. is eight point seven. He got more yeah, than Crosby. Interesting. Um, so yeah. nine point five for three more years. He's thirty two. He's not the Malkin of old. He would still easily be one of the best players on the Rangers. I mean, He's but here's the thing. You're not getting him without giving up players that you're going to want to see the next few years. And it's not a matter of the Rangers being like, oh, we're out of the, like, we're still in the rebuild. We can't get a guy like Malkin. It's at what point does the means justify the ends? Going after players like Malkin is what kind of brought the Rangers to this point in the first place. I don't, I don't think yep, I touch either well of them, honestly. Unless I can have Malkin for I. like something that it's never going to be. Like, we're talking picks and, you know, Maybe one A level prospect. You know, if you could do it for a twenty twenty first in Kravstoff, are you going to be able to get that deal through with Pittsburgh? More than likely not. I guess if you could do that, I would think about it. But then you're in like it changes everything. You're in win now. No, no, I no. Don't like I, it at all. I it's I would. Yeah, do it it's uncomfortable. Either, it's an uncomfortable. I fully agree that like the the temptation is there and it should be because Malkin is such an electrifying player. But no, if it's four years ago, oh yeah, even if it's three years ago. It's a different yeah. conversation. Um, I like Pittsburgh needs to get younger, and they need picks because they gutted themselves of some draft picks. I mean, they have their first, I think, for the next three years, so they're okay. But they don't have their second for this year or next year, and they don't have their third this year as well. And I know, you know, everyone feels like, well, you know, Phil Kessel's going to get ready to pack his bags, but like. I mean, Malkin's a no move. Crosby's a no move. Uh, you know, Kessel has you know terms or clauses on his contract too, and no move and um, you know uh, modified no trade. I think so. It's it's not going to be easy for any of those guys. I feel like of the three, I mean, it's obvious the most likely to move is Kessel, and if he's the most likely to move, like the Rangers don't really fit there. Like I would rather give up so much more for if even if it was just talking a trade for a player like Panarin I'd give up twice or three times the package to get a Panarin over a Kessel and the Rangers don't have to do that they can just buy yeah and that's that's the other part of it too like there is a a tempting ideology that you can have Panarin and Malkin next year and think of all the guys that you're going to outscore like you can get beyond that very young defense but 
again, the means have to justify the ends, and they don't in this instance. If this was, if, if not a yeah, match, really. it's not That's right. The, the timing it. doesn't is, work. Yeah. It's like you and that girl who have kind of been you've had a crush on each other, but she had a boyfriend, and then you had a girlfriend, and you know it just it never worked out. That's kind of what this feels like right now. Like she's single now, but you're dating yeah. somebody, and you're happy. So you know. And you have you got one of your arms replaced with a giant crab claw, and you know you find out that her father's right. a fisherman, and that just makes and she's you know, into it. But you know that you're going to have to deal with some things on the back end, and you prefer not to. So. <sighs> but you know that father's got a big claw cruncher somewhere, yeah. and you, you you were warned by the oracle against getting that claw put on. But goddamn it, yeah, the oracle when you get to told you. you know don't do this, you want to do it. Her eyes went white and. She threw some chicken bones in a bowl. Next thing you knew. And just squeezed out like a baby chick's blood on it. And you're like, that's extreme. And then your eyes open. You have a crab claw, but you fell in love. And it's, you know, it's sometimes that's life. Sometimes you don't trade and get it. The uh, Boston Bruins have eliminated John Tortorella for the second year in a row after he guarantees a victory in game six. So, Joe, will Panarin's next game be as a New York football ranger? I think so. I'm still very confident that he comes to the Rangers. Um, Chris O'Connor. Joe, why are you so mad about Ghost? You're a Game of thrones right, Mike? Fuck this. What, that John gave him up? I'm I'm going to tell you this right now. I am somebody who read the books and then jumped into Game of Thrones two seasons ago. Um, simply to like satisfy the answers that I required from the books. So I very well may be missing context from the beginning of the season or the beginning of the, the series that I would have otherwise not seen because there are very subtle differences and some actually pretty drastic differences. Um, the Jon Snow that I know from the books would have never done that to Ghost, ever. No. Not in a million years. He also wouldn't have had Ghost... Yeah, like what the, the again? Like, it, there's there's these these yeah. character arcs and these decisions made by the producers where it's like, oh, Ghost is super expensive to CGI in. Well, spend the fucking money, you animal. You animal. Like he's a fucking important character, and any aspect of fantasy that George R. R. Martin built into the story. The show writers have completely removed, if they can. The dragons they couldn't get around. They kill the Night King without, you know, really any. You don't figure out any of that real backstory. We still don't know what's no going on with Bran, magic. right? There's no more. Again, that I'll almost forgive that because that's a progression that you kind of saw coming. And now Ghost, like, yeah, it's, it's he, the he's, arc, his yeah. ears eaten off and he's crying for John, and John just walks away without a second look. Go fuck yourself. This is not difficult, you you fucking ingrates. You know, Joe, if they could actually figure out how to how to write these episodes, I bet then they'd make a lot of money. They'd probably make... Yeah, right now they're making, what, $3 and a pack of cigarettes? Um, now that Columbus has lost, by the Can't way... Can't even buy a crab claw. The Rangers' first-round pick acquired from Winnipeg will be 19th overall if Col- Colorado wins their series. If San Jose wins, which it appears they will, it will be 20th overall. So that's a hell of a haul for... Uh, What's it called for uh, Kevin Hayes? Kevin Barnabas. Kevin Barnabas, Kevin Hayes. Barnabas Hayes. Josh Zarkin. Is it concerning that Lindy Ruff is still employed at this point in the offseason? Um, is it concerning? Yes. Is it unexpected? No. I wish she ended up on that, that Harlem Globetrotters of old coaches that's now in Philadelphia. Of, you know, with, with uh, AV and Mike Yo and... Uh, Tarion, that would have been nice. Yeah. Oh well. 
Um, I, I would say it's concerning he's still here. We might see something change after the president changes over. That might be something they're waiting uh, to have that sort of input on. But, you know, if, if it's J.D., I don't, I don't really see J.D. being in a hurry to dismiss someone like Lindy Ruff, um, which is its own different issue. But if if you find, if you think that Lindy Ruff is part of the problem of the defense, which I think uh, he is, and there's plenty of evidence to support such, uh, I would say it's it is it's time to be concerned to the point where maybe it's time to be resigned to the fact that he might be here another year. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit more concerned that the Rangers have actual talent coming through the defense right now, but um, hopefully the new president figures that shit out. John Davidson, by the way, come on down, motherfucker. Here we go. Yeah, Blue, blue Jackets are out. Come, I mean... Oh, baby. Um, Sean, Game of Thrones. Reason not to have seen it after a few days. Girlfriend is a nurse, works 7P to 7A. And when she works weekends, it's usually till Monday or Tuesday, and I wait for her to watch. Are Araya and Bran secretly moving up the draft rankings? I think he asked last week what our draft rankings would be, like for players playing, right? Does that make sense? That sounds... Yeah, like who? I mean, who Bran would be my number one overall pick because I would just warg into the other goalie's head and literally just shoot pucks into my own net. But he's only he's only been able to take over one mine, and that was Hodor. A simple. Mm, but like in the book, he could take over anything. Mm. So. It's been too long since yeah, I Yeah, he's... The book. The, I don't know. Again, that's context that maybe I missed. Context I missed from the show. So, yeah, they're moving up. Mm. Um, Phil, or Phil, New York Ranger specific. If Hank is serious about not being sure he'll be a career Ranger, um, what other city do you think he'd be most open to and why? If he gets traded in the next two years, it's not going to be to go to a place. It's going to be to go to a team that's going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I feel like the location would matter a great yeah, deal less than the be, even if it's the Islanders. Um, it, it you know it doesn't. How fucking awful would that be? Um, why, why just, are you even just putting that out there? Speak putting that it out there. You stupid prick! Um, I didn't mean that. You, that was, that rude. was rude. I don't even know what to say. I already no, said you I'm didn't. Sorry, though. You said. I just called to say. You I love said it. that you were going to take your. Hurtfulness. Uh, <laughs> I don't like to me. Like I, the way I would look at this is, you look at the teams that you know were in the playoffs this year. And you look at which teams got disappointed or got there without good goaltending, mm. right? Like that's that's how you piece this together, and uh, or which teams might be really good and they're held back you by just goaltending. Piece it, you um, take the pieces, all right? Like yeah, San Jose would be maybe a really interesting choice if not for the fact that Martin Jones is signed for the next twenty you know, years century. So, but you know, I would think it would be a fit like that where he'd go to a team that, you know, if if let's say if Toronto didn't have a goalie of of you know Freddie Anderson's caliber, that would be like yeah, Hank would probably want to go. Yeah, there. but at this point he wants Why to win. That's all. There. That's what it comes down to. Um, yeah, that's all that Jason matters is the wins. Jason what are reasonable expectations for Elias and Hedl next season? Um, Hedl, and I think if Hedl puts up 40-plus points. I want 45 out of Hedl. 
Anderson, I just want to stick in the NHL. How does that sound? I here's the thing with with we we we're, we're so quick, Joe, to go straight to offensive production, right? Whereas like a guy like Anderson, there. it feels was... like no, no, no. But I'm just talking in general. Like we should try to think more about like what would be a great season for Anderson. And to me, that's I want him to be in the green in puck possession, and I'd like him to be in the green in penalty differential. And I'd like him to show a little bit of an edge to his game, um, annoy players by how hard he works. And I'd like to see him develop into a guy who earns the cut, the trust of his coach uh, to kill penalties. And really, I'd like to see him put up, you know, numbers like a third liner, even if he's kind of playing, you know, in the bottom six and moving, you know, up and down the third and fourth line. But just like you, I just want him to stick. Not just because it would make me and you sleep better at night, but also because I feel bad for the kid at this point. The the expectations, the number of people who are, are so ready to call him a bust before he can even buy a beer, like come on. Hmm. Interesting. I'm rooting for I'm yeah, rooting for I, there's no reason not to. Um I always have been, but But I don't think it's wrong th- and not that you're saying it is. You have to be realistic about them too. The whole he's he's a kid he hasn't played you know you don't know what he's going to be that's you're setting why even have a draft then just close your eyes and throw a dart at the board why have a draft and, and hope that Joe. you get somebody that's what that comes down to Alex Khalifa did any of you get a little emotional when the KHL Twitter account told the Ranger fans to quote take good care of our boy end quote Kravstov I think I was just excited. I don't trust. Uh, I don't trust. Well, things that's probably me. smart. Um, Jeff D with Therian and Yao added as AV's assistant. Should we organize? It? Is it Therian and Yo? Is it Yo? Did you say Therian? Did I say Therian? Did I? Yes, you did. I definitely thought it was Yao. Hey, Joe, I just want to reach through my my screen right now and squeeze your hand and tell you it's going to be. Okay. Listen, this is you. We'll, you we'll get you, the help you, you donate need. to the patron. To keep, like, let the professionals do the podcasting, okay? I meant to say Terry, and by the way, Yao was definitely. Is it really Yo? Y E O is Yo? Yo. Why won't it just be Y O? Like Yo. Even Y O E. Why is your last name Fortunato and not Fortune? But that's a complete. That's a different. Like, if my name was spelled Fortunato, but it was pronounced Fortune, you'd be like, well, what's with the Otto? Well, then why do we spell through the way we do with a U-G-H? Because you have to make a differentiating factor because not through, like thought. I, I just want to kick you in your I'm just telling you shoes. right now. Should uh, we organize a rescue for Gritty? That's the question. This podcast has fallen apart like the Notre Dame Cathedral joke. I don't even understand why you would take such a dark turn. That was That was Michael well, Murphy, by the way. That that had Marco nothing Mitch. to do with me, Joseph Fortunato. I'm making a loud exit to that joke. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't want gritty. Let gritty be. I like that gritty is exists, but Rangers are the only team without a mascot. Keep it it's, that way to the point now where just keep yeah. it that way because if your identity is to be different and to be like the first team to develop like a a, a dog that'll help someone with special needs. Give me that. Have more. Have more puppies. 
Be, be the puppy team, even though everyone followed suit for the Rangers. D- double the puppies next year, Joe. The year after that, double it again. Panero in 20... Sled dog. Sled dog team of puppies. Panarin, That's what I want. Panarin. 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 2020. Hey, Joe and Mike. Goddamn right. Hi, Panarin. Question I know. Oh, painful question I know. But with Zuccarello very, very quickly becoming a fan favorite in Dallas... What are the chances yeah. do you think he resigns there? I, yeah, I would too. Right and now. I think he even made a comment about like loving being surprised at how much he loves playing there. He has been. They love that. How can you not fucking uh, fall in love with Zuccarello? Such a good fit there. They have actual they, talent. I mean, last game, quest, like, last game they were playing him with uh, with Sagan. Like they loved they loved him carrying that second line, and they now like Montgomery just trusts him. Immediately. And Dallas and... I mean, Zuccarello has just been a force of fucking nature in that series. Just... And I, I don't know what more he needs to do to prove that he want Like, that he's... He broke his goddamn arm blocking a shot. He came back from his broken arm, like, faster than Wolverine would. And then he just... He's just been a force of nature in the playoffs for that team. And he's... He's a huge part of why Dallas is, is where it is. And that the fact that they have a chance to get to the Western Conference Final at all, it'll, we're recording this, Joe, on Monday night, so Tuesday night we'll know the results of that, and we'll also know whether or not the Rangers get a you know a first or a second out of Dallas. Um, but yeah, man, that's... Why would you not want to sign him, Joe? He's been so good. Yeah. And Dallas should have the room, right? Because as Jason Spez is coming off the books, like there's going to be room to fit Zuccarello, even if he says, like, look, I'm worth... You know, I'm worth in the you know five six million range. I mean, Dallas would, given what they've seen from him, sign him for a couple of years, like three year deal, paying him big bucks. Fuck yeah, man, he's been so good. Final question, good for and Zook. it's a big one. It's from Eric Cohn. For Eric reasons Cohn. that cannot be explained, cats can suddenly read yeah. at a twelfth grade level. They can't talk and they can't write, but they can read silently and understand the text. Many cats love this new skill because now they have something to do all day while they lay around the house. However, a few cats have become depressed because reading forces them to realize the limitations of their existence, not to mention the utter frustration of being unable to express themselves. This being the case, do you think the average cat would enjoy Garfield, or would the cats find this tune to be an insulting caricature? Insulting, 100%. Maybe they'd be like, that guy gets it. Garfield is a lazy, selfish prick who eats lasagna. He obviously has a weight problem, which I don't hold against him. It could be glandular, but he doesn't help it, Joe. The The amount of lasagna the cat eats is despicable. But he want, he likes the lasagna. Furthermore, he belittles a clearly inf- like an, an inferior intelligence dog, Odie. Like, it's not Odie's fault. He's, he's slow, Joe. But Garfield frequently just bashes him and puts him down and that's not okay it's 2019 yeah i'm gonna say they would like it they would like a cat that gets them what cat doesn't love lasagna (laughs) i used to love garfield as a kid when we would have like those that doesn't surprise me because you're a simple man yeah do you feel proud about what you just did no but you know it felt necessary 
Felt like taking a splinter out of my foot. You know, it hurts, but someone's going to deal with it, Joe. Someone's got to tell you. You're a splinter of this show. You're the light of my life. Please leave five stars. Nice comment. Subscribe. Thank you for all the support. Patreon.com slash Blue Shirt Banter. If you want stickers, be a $5 patron. If you want mugs, be a $10 patron. If you want mics... Sent out a lot of mugs. Everyone who's supposed to have a mug by now has one coming, by the way. And if you don't, send us your address, you bitch. Yeah. Goodbye. And that way, if, you, if you're one of those patrons who should have a mug, and you're saying, my goodness, why don't I have a mug with which to drink a liquid, a beverage, a wet thing? I can't put a wetness in my mouth. The answer would be, I don't have the address. Have it slide down your throat. Slide down your gullet. The vessel being... I I need... Otherwise, again, I don't have much of an arm, but I could just try to fucking... I have my crab claw, and it shatters glasses. You have to, Joe, you have to replace... Are you a righty or lefty? You're righty? Me too. You have to replace, replace your left arm with any limb... In the animal kingdom. It can't be a human arm. Do you just say, ah, fuck it, give me the gorilla arm or the chimp arm, or do you get crazy? No, I think I go, I think I go gorilla arm. Yeah. You go gorilla arm? Because it's super powerful. That might just be strictly It's super upgrade, powerful. Right? No opposable thumb, but... No, I think... No, I don't yeah. think they do. But you have one, I think it's like the key differentiating factor between us. Let's Google this bad boy. Do gorillas... They have Not a opposable thumb. thumbs. Um, oh, they do. They do. They have a thumb. It's just a little stubby guy, and it's further down in the palm. So what? I don't understand. I thought that. No, it's it's the <sighs> primates it's with the fully opposable job, thumbs include the great apes, which is humans, chimpanzees, gorillas, and, and orangutans, and old world monkeys, such as baboons and the colobus monkey. Baboon. Baboon. Anyway, yes, you go gorilla because it's just an upgrade. I'm just a super strong arm. I'm just fucking punching shit. I have an opposable thumb. I'm gonna have to buy new shirts, like custom made shirts. But <laughs> you know, I'll figure that out as you I go. To, and if anybody asks questions about just, it, they're getting just, a fucking gorilla punch to the face with my gorilla hand. <laughs> you are, or that, or you're just in tank tops. Yeah, 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 like. yeah. But again, who's gonna make fun of you if you've got a goddamn rocket of a gorilla? I arm have no right? choice. That's yeah. all. Honestly. I was like, I was the tentacle would be like versatile, but not good. You have always. to keep it wet all like, the time. You'd have to keep it wet, and that's no fun. It would smell. Yeah, you're you're out of your mind. But the yeah, you could like take the gorilla arm for sure. And the gorilla arm, you could. It's totally, totally. Fun. And you don't. What good is one wing? You don't want to fuck. No, you wing. don't. You know, like the only other thing you could think about would be like a lion paw, just because you could fucking slice shit open. But no, you're going. I'm going gorilla. Oh. I could actually like type still and. You, it's just an upgrade over your arm. Yeah. That's all. All right, it's way past maybe, my bedtime. Maybe you know what I would do? Oh, go ahead. I would get an orangutan arm just because that way we, we would be different but similar, and that's the way you and I are good friends, and I love you. I love you too, buddy. Get good sleep, Joe. Goodbye, friends. Goodbye. Podcasting. Great podcasts.